How are you guys doing today? My name is Vincent. And I'm Francis. And I'm glad you could join us today for some late night chill vibes. The podcast where philosophy, life, and existing as human beings can become a casual discussion. In this episode, we will be talking about one of our favorite topics, the enigma of life and the thing everyone's looking for, love. We'll talk about where love exists in the ephemeral or the eternal. Uh, we'll talk about what that means in our lives and we'll talk about the joys of the search and the motivation it brings. All right, Francis, let's start vibing, shall we? Let's do it. So, um, Francis, first things first, I've, I've asked you this before in our other love episode. Uh, we've talked about this a lot. Have you... Okay, this is two. This is a two-part question. The first part is, do you know what love? What does? Uh, what is love to you? And what is being in love to you? So we'll start with the first one. What does love mean to you? What does love mean to me? Oh man, it's a tough one. I should I should get out of the get this out of the way first. I got a new mic. That if I, if I sound different to any of you any of you out there, uh, it's a nicer mic. I think I sound a lot better. Uh, <laughs> it's, true. it's true. What does love mean to me? I think it just means where 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 it's it's a peace. Everybody's just relaxed around you, including you, and you and you could just you feel like you could be there in that moment of love for a long time, and you wouldn't get bored of it, or uh, you wouldn't get tired of it. You'd be at peace, and at the same time, you just be motivated for whatever reason even though you're at peace and you don't really need anything you'd still be motivated uh and then the second question what was the second question again well okay first i want to i want to like pitch in on that real quick um i watched a video called love will never be the same i don't remember who it was by it was like school of thought or something like that uh, on youtube and he said that love will never be the same because as a child, as a baby, from ages zero to three or something, all you felt was love. You know, you're, you didn't have to do anything to receive love. Your parents took care of you. You didn't have to give anything back. To be honest, you, like, you provided nothing to their life. You know, they, they suffered for you. Like they stayed up long nights. They did whatever they could just so you could survive and live. That is why love will never be the same after that point in your life. So to me, that's what, that's an image of love. That is the perfect image or I mean, second perfect image, but that's, that's ignoring the first one. That's like the perfect image of love to me. Do you believe that love requires no effort then? I no, that's not, no, um, that's that's what the whole uh, video was about. That's why love will never be the same again, because during that time mm. oh, in your life, okay. right, you, there was no you didn't have to give any effort. Like you didn't have your parents didn't really know that you loved them back. You never said it to them. So in that point in your life, there was no effort back. That's why love will never be the same after that. You know. Damn. Yeah. So it's a different kind of love because now there's effort involved. There's like there's a sense of. Uh, of uh like investment on your part yes yes yeah that's interesting mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. i'll keep that in the back of my head that's an interesting point yeah so the second question is what do you what does being in love mean to you that's difficult i think that's a more difficult question to answer 
Hmm. I think we'll. I, I'll try and go back to uh, what we were talking about earlier when we were trying to figure out. Like we we try to figure this stuff out in advance, just so that we're not lost, totally lost. <laughs> yeah. I think that helps me a lot. So I'll, I'll just go back to what I think we were talking about before, which was in when you're in love, it's uh, maybe there's different stages of it because you can feel like you're in love, right? And it might be right because uh, you you feel like you know there's butterflies in your stomach and and you're just feeling good feelings. The chemistry in your brain is just doing doing acrobatic shit and it's just nice but i think what when you're in love what the real in love is like is just being with somebody who makes you feel like there's always room to grow and that when you're with them you're always growing and you just enjoy that process that's a really good spot to be in and i think that's like where love exists because it's just constant change but it's good change you know I think that's uh I think that's nice. I I agree with that. I think that's what thing is I think that's what love is. You know, I I think that's what being what it's like to be in love. I I can't really explain what I think the difference is um and try to form it in a way that you can really tell the difference in the question because those two things, they work hand in hand. You know, to be in love, you need to know what love is. And to know what love is, you have to understand what it feels like for someone to be in love with you. Oh, I don't know. Actually, hold on. That doesn't make any sense either. Because, you know, my parents aren't in love with me. They just, they love me. See, that, I think that's the best way I can say that. My parents aren't in love with me, but they love me. So, how, what is the difference between, you know, love and being in love? I think I think it has to do with what we were talking about right before, which was uh, how, like, where's the source? Ah, I think okay. that's I think that's uh, that's like an important point because if the sources, the sources from your surroundings or something external from yourself, uh, that's that's love. You just feel it because it's just surrounding you, enveloping you, like the blanket you were in when you were a child. Mm, nice. You were a baby nice imagery oh my god yeah okay (laughs) but uh when it comes from you though and when you feel that's coming from you maybe that's when you're in love when you really just want to get it out there when you have so much to give and it's just kind of like trying to get out well the thing about that is would you say you love your parents or you're in love with your parents uh i'd say that i love my parents right but wouldn't that source be coming from you Right. That's see. That's the thing between the two words, the, the two phrases, love and in love. I I don't understand the difference. Um, I don't know if there should be. Maybe you are in love with your parents. <laughs> I don't know. Like, <laughs> I don't know about that. I think I think it just like maybe this is just what the relationship's trying to be. If it's just like, yeah, I don't know. Maybe maybe it just has to do with the effort that you put into it. Maybe you have to put in a lot of. I don't know, man. I don't think it really matters to be honest. I think it's just love that's there. And if it's if it's there then that's the ideal and that's what we all strive for. But to be in love with something, I think it's just a matter of uh a matter if love exists or not. And that's that should be all that matters. Maybe the phrasing yeah isn't too important. Yeah. I don't know. I, do you think like, it's important though? Why do you bring up the question? I, I don't like, know. 
I just been I when we first started talk when we first brainstormed this episode, I started thinking about that question a lot more than usual, just because I I just wanted to know the difference between the two, and you know I started looking back in my past relationships, like there was in all my past relationships I always thought like I could be in love with this person, I could be this or I could be in love with this person, but like I didn't know I knew what love was, I just didn't know what being in love was. And so that's why I wanted to bring it up now, because also it wouldn't really be appropriate to bring it up in a different episode, because we weren't really talking about love. But uh, right, yeah, I don't yeah. know. Okay, okay. Here's my question then. Okay. Do you think there should be a difference? I think there should be a difference. There should be. Okay. Right. And you think there and shouldn't should be that, a difference? There shouldn't be. Yeah, I think there shouldn't be. And what do you think that difference? Oh, yeah. That's what you're trying to figure out. Yeah. <laughs> I see you. I see well, you. like. Yeah. Like the one thing that I keep going back to is the parents thing, or like maybe it's your dog. I I love Shiloh. Shiloh's my dog. For people listening, I love her, but I'm not in love with her. You know, so like, what is the difference? And like, if if you're in love with a girl, right? If you're in love with a girl, then you obviously love this girl. But there's a difference between being in love with her versus lo- just loving her. I mean, in order to be in love with someone, you have to love them, but you ha- you can be you can love someone without being in love with them, right? I think it's just attraction then at that point, right? So this episode isn't really forming around that question. What this episode is about is what Francis said in the beginning: is is lo- does love exist when in a world of eternity, which is like the word I think we're going to be using is perpetuity versus ephemerality now let's let's go into our beliefs here francis what is your belief on this topic it's so it's such an interesting question uh i think love exists in perpetuity just uh straight up i think i think if love ever existed in something less than an idea of forever then it wouldn't be as strong as it should be in order for everything to work (laughs) i think just the fact that there's the universe there's like there's uh, this earth that formed out of just sheer time and that right now it's in this spot that gives us so much and that's so beautiful i think there's love there and that that exists in perpetuity because it took a long time and it and it's still got a ways to go um and that you know in that kind of statement there's hope because love existing forever means that as human beings as a, as an entire society as a universe really we can hope to see love uh well into our years when we get more knowledge and you know even though the world is more capable and with capability comes uh you know whatever like crazy things can happen with capabilities but um, that there's always going to be good there because love exists well into our years, well into the future. Um, okay, I there's something in there I want to get into. But real quick, I'll say what my idea is. I think love, love is stronger when you know something is ephemeral. Like you love something more and you love something stronger and deeper when you know it's not going to be there forever. And... Um, the one example, again, the dog example is one that comes to mind. Like, 
since you know that your dog is going to only be alive for less than 15 years, let's say that's an average, less than 15 years, would you love that dog more if you knew it was going to die in 15 years or if you knew it was going to die in 100 years? And like, at what point would you love the dog more? You know, the dog dying in 100 years isn't really a good example of perpetuity because like that means forever, right? Mm-hmm. And But um, 100 years is a pretty long time on the scale yeah. of life. Yeah. But um, no, yeah. I, okay, what you said in your, in your idea, and I just want to point out that I agree that love, love itself, love itself is perpetual. Like we both agree on that, right? I think so. Yeah. Okay. The idea, but, yeah, that it's just yeah. there. It's always going to be there. Yes. Exactly. Okay. But what I disagree on is the, the world, everything around you, everything that you do love it being those things being perpetual um you won't have a deeper love for those things if it is perpetual if they are go if they are going to die however i think you'll love those things deeper and you'll you know care for those things deeper and that's that's something that you disagree on right okay so that everyone listening that is the two ideas here so um before we continue think of those two things now uh, pick a camp, I guess, or you can just stand back in the veil of ignorance and try to take everything in. Um, either way, like listen to both arguments and don't like disregard the other argument because you've already disagreed with it. I think um, I, I have some good points if you're standing on Francis' side. If you're standing on my side, Francis has some great points too. We both have a lot of good points, so please like don't disregard the other side because you've already picked one. So um, yeah, so let's continue. Yes. Okay. Onwards. Okay. So let's go back to yours for a bit here. Let's um let's start with something with yours that I, that we can get into. I don't know what you want to start with, to be honest. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when you think of it, when you think of love as being like that awesome, just I don't know what we could describe it as. What we have described it as in the past, um, currently. I'm thinking like it's a feeling. So when you feel love or when you're in a state of love that brings about good feelings, I think maybe that's that's what love is because as a human, you can easily pick up on just your surroundings and how things are. Also, you can change these things by how, you know, you control, uh, you can control your brain chemistry in some ways, like by breathing and stuff like that. Um, but what I think love is, is just good feelings that come about because, I don't know, maybe there's something you know that allows you to always come back to a feeling of love. Or maybe it's just where you are, your ex- external uh, environment that's bringing about these feelings because you just feel calm, uh, loved, I guess, in that moment. I guess as people, knowing that that feeling is always going to be there forever into eternity and having the and and just the potential of it being there in the future once it's gone like in the present like you don't feel love right now but knowing that love is eternal maybe can allow you to keep going doing whatever you need to do so that you can attain love because it's always there it's always there in perpetuity and that's like essentially what I'm getting at when I think that love is, it exists 
in perpetuity. And I think you agree with that, but I just want to like figure out where do you think the distinction is? I think, I think the difference that we're having here is that I agree with you on this topic, but I think what the difference is that you don't agree with me when I say ephemerality causes love to dive deeper, right? Oh, That's okay. the difference, right? That's what you disagree with. But I agree, yeah. I agree with you with the whole perpetuity thing. But the difference is that you don't agree with like my idea that ephemerality means that there's deeper there's a deeper connection to love, mm-hmm. right? Um, so with your um, idea, I guess it's more like it's more like me now. It's kind of defending what I have, what I believe, based on this like realization of the difference between the arguments. Yeah. Um, when you let's say that you love this girl like you love a girl whatever girl it is and she loves you back um and you end up breaking up it was like a two-year long relationship obviously you love this person she loved you and she breaks up with you or you break up with her would that still be like perpetual love i guess i don't know how that how i worded that correctly or not but what do you think there's always a sense of love when when something like that ends maybe it's maybe it's latent like it it comes in later because uh it's not recognized once it ends because obviously at that point it's like a sad moment i think it comes from the realizations afterwards like i said before as an individual you can somehow change how your feelings work your brain chemistry or whatever i think that comes from just knowing more things that allows you to change change how you think about something and because of that you realize you realize what you're thinking before was you know it's different now and it's better now and for that reason you can kind of see the love in something that seems not as loving like a situation that's not as loving um such as a breakup so maybe after a breakup you realize what your previous thoughts were about relationships and now they're changed and now you can be proud of that. You can be happy that you learned something and okay. maybe love exists within yourself now because you can go out into the world and, and see everything in a new light and not have to revisit those memories because now you, th- well, you can, and then you can realize that it actually brought more good than bad. And maybe that's where love exists in perpetuity. Whereas any, in ephemerality it's sort of yeah maybe it's attached to the one relationship and after that relationship it's kind of gone but in perpetuity you can always find something that allows love to exist after that occurs and maybe that 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 like thinking that you know that switch in your brain that allows you to love yourself or whatever maybe that never comes but maybe that it's just the time that it takes after the relationship has ended that allows you to go back into the into the loving state maybe it's just the time you need and because the time is there, I think love comes back, and that's just I don't know I think it's I think it's it's more proof that perpetuity allows love to come back all the time. I agree with most of that, I think um the one part I want to point out is would you when an a relationship ends and you thought you loved this or you were in love with this girl when a relationship ends. And I guess the metaphor is is the rose. When the rose dies, you can't 
you'd have to go find another rose. You know what I mean? Like you'd have to find another rose to, you know, spread that love again. Um, but the fact that the fact that the rose does die, wouldn't wouldn't that be a stronger, um, a deeper connection to love? Knowing that the rose will die, that the re- the relationship will end, whether it ends by like marriage and the death happens, death to us part, is that right? Death till death, something something like that, till death yeah. to us part, yeah. right? Um, uh, or like the relationship ending just two years after you know you started dating, but the fact that the rose will die, wouldn't I think that there's a deeper connection to love there. I'm thinking about it now. I mean, I don't have too much experience with it, but I could imagine like, Same. God damn. Yeah. It must be tough after, after a love so deep like that, a relationship that caused so many feelings to end. Not, no, not just to end. Maybe, maybe just to have the idea of it ending, right? That's your whole point. How love is ephemeral, how in the moment you can realize that it's not going to last forever. So this has the same energy as the suffering versus potential for suffering. It has the same energy if you think about it. And in this in this situation now, my argument is the potential for it, like it ending, right? The potential for it ending is, you know, it creates this sort of um, moment-to-moment happiness, moment-to-moment love. Whereas if it's for sure going to be there forever like your dog or your significant other that being there forever um you'll obviously still love this person right but the difference is that um the moments the moment to moment doesn't dig as deep as knowing that there this thing will die or end i guess i can i can imagine like in my kitchen in the mornings i think like nobody's awake usually i'm i'm up I'm up a lot earlier than my family. Um, in the kitchens, I just have quiet moments there. And I never really think about it. But I think it's caused me to have such a dull view towards my mornings in the kitchen. I hear the birds outside. I know the light's coming through, like the trees and everything, and I can see that. And, you know, sometimes I think, like, I'm really lucky to have all of this stuff. But then... You know, there's it could go both ways. It could be gray, and it could be said like, "This this is gonna last." Not how it is now, but this this feeling that I have, this lucky feeling, um, I'm gonna have it one way or another when I'm older, and that's just that's just the hope that I'm going to have it, and that's a nice feeling. Having it so that you realize that in the future it's not gonna be like this exactly how this is, and maybe that this is really yeah really nice like that's the other way of looking at it right mm-hmm. what is the what is the better way of looking at it maybe is it, that's the question what do you think either you look at it as uh yeah so either you look at it like it's going to be there's going to be a version of this in the future or you look at it like there is a possibility of it not being like this in the future so right now is when I should be enjoying this the most. Yeah, exactly. That's what I mean. Like, And even the first thing, there being a version of this in the future, that version of it in the future is still going to be 
different. Like it's going to be pretty different from the version you have it right now. And so it being a totally different version, um, knowing that knowing that this version is not going to last forever, I think there's a deeper connection to love in that in that moment in that version. That's that's kind of like what I'm where I'm at. But I I don't mean to. Uh, we have the ball rolling here, but I think we should take a quick break. Let's sponsor say what they have to say. Okay. Yes, yes. All right, we'll be back right after this. All right, so we're back from the break, and we had some kitchen talk beforehand. Uh, <laughs> yeah, kitchen talk. Yeah, I'll just set the scene, I guess, because yeah, I, in my kitchen I have like this sunroom that's adjacent to it, and then I can see like the the sort of like trees in my backyard, and uh, you know it's nice. And we to get to this point, we actually had like another house, and it was kind of ass like a lot of renovate renovations that didn't really go through, and uh, it was a lot of. There's a lot of searching and when we came on this house we came in and you know we got it like uh it was nice uh my family was very excited for it and we still are like uh settling in been here for about like f- i don't know since september so yeah it's been a while already but yeah it was it just brings out a lot of about a lot of feelings because it's still foreign being in a, in a kitchen that uh you know just a just a year before wasn't like this is uh is an is an interesting feeling it brings about love because it's just you know i don't know a kitchen represents family time together yeah just the view of how you see it i guess it's it's interesting yeah so you bring up the fact that in the future it's not going to be like this and that's a really interesting point because maybe that's exactly the feeling that i was feeling in the kitchen now that i realize it because in the previous kitchen i didn't think that it would <laughs> I never thought that it would look like it does now. Um, right, yeah. And I don't know if I was... Like, I never thought about it when I was in the old house. But if I did, and if somehow I imagined it being better than it was before, I don't know. I don't know how I would feel, actually. I I got. want to ask you something. And it might bite me in the ass if you give a, a different answer that's not in my mind. But when when you lived in your old house... Was there ever a point, uh, maybe the majority of the time or maybe a piece of the time, um, was there ever a point when you thought, we're living here forever? Like, this is where we're going to be living for the rest, maybe not the rest of your life, but like for the rest of the time that you're being in that, living in Vancouver or whatever, did you think that we're living here forever, basically, is what I'm asking? Yeah. And, um, okay. Yeah, I did feel that way at times, yeah. I know. I just never thought it would change. Right. Exactly. I found it hard okay, to believe so, that it would ever change. Right. And the moment that you realized, the moment that it was happening, when you're like, oh, we're moving to a new house, like this is actually, actually happening. Was there a sense of, I'm going to miss this place or like, I want to miss part of this place like because there's a piece of me here now? Or was there ever that kind of sense of, I, I love this place for what it is? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Would you would you have felt this way, this that feeling of I love this place for what it is? Would you have felt that way if you knew that you were living there for the rest of your life? Um, Vincent, you bring up a good point. <laughs> you bring up a good point. Yeah, no. <laughs> I think. Okay, okay. I'll I'll say that 
like what i have now is is better so yeah for sure there's that mm-hmm. <laughs> but i feel nostalgic and i feel these weird feelings about the old house and i don't know if that's love i don't know what that is it's it's some sort of respect maybe that something like a like a house uh, uh, an object could could bring about such strong feelings but then again i was there the other day trying to pick up mail <laughs> and like you like fuck were, this place <laughs> <nah>. <laughs> yeah pretty much actually there were like dogs in there i think people some people moved in and there were dogs and they they scared me away from ever picking up the mail and it was late at night so i was like nah fuck this <laughs> but then but then yeah when i was leaving i felt that definitely i, I felt like i felt like i grew up here i felt like you know, there were days when I had strong feelings in this room that I'll never forget. Yeah, that never comes about if you're just there. Yeah, just exactly. So, so um, I'm really widening the scope here. Uh, this is, it's still part of the conversation, still part of my argument, but I'm really widening the scope and asking you now, would you say everything everything other than love because we've agreed that love itself love itself is perpetual but if everything was perpetual if everything like um like all the things you see around you would you say that the emotions that you have about everything would be different uh or or worse or better versus knowing that everything you have around you is ephemeral it depends what part i had to play in making all the all the stuff around me Cause if it's just there and if it's just like just there, imagine that, that, that'd be kind of boring. But if I, if I was there and I just like, I was proud to have had a hand in the making of all of it. I think I'd be pretty proud. It's like having a university building named after yourself, probably something like that. I think that would, that would be pretty cool. That idea of maybe eternity, like semi eternity. But yeah, I think this brings about the question that I was going to ask you about like the other thing you said about the house and the strong feelings that it gives because I was moving out of it. And maybe this too. Do you say that these strong feelings are love or are they something else? I th- I don't think it's, it is love, but I think it's, it's part of love. I think um, those feelings that you get come out of the love that you had. I think about Vancouver a lot. I think about all the times that we had... Uh, going to school together, you guys hang out in my in the at my house, um, hanging out at your place. You know, remember we used to like make videos together when I went to yeah. your house and make like, <laughs> videos together. All those things, every everything about that is nostalgic. I I enjoyed every piece of it, and I because of that I think about it. And the root of all that is because I loved I loved my time there in Vancouver. I love Vancouver because of that. And so I wouldn't say nostalgia or respect or you know all that's all those feelings those things itself isn't love but it's part of it it's part of the the outcome or um what's it called the aftermath of love yeah that's well said i I agree with that i agree with that right i think maybe love is like a cocktail of feelings and to put your finger on it means that i don't know that it's less complicated than it is and it's not it's really complicated so yeah, yeah. Do you think love is simple or complicated? Complicated. Yeah. Oh, 
Whew. I should have thought about that for a little bit more. Well, okay, okay. I don't know. Like, yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I have a feeling that the best love is simple. Okay, I'll say that. Yeah, I I agree with that because the best love is simple. Just because what I, the story that I told in the beginning, you know, love will never be the same. And because during that time when you were a baby, love was simple, and it was so simple that it will never be like that ever again. And the best kind of love is simple that way. But now that, you know, we have all these different kinds of ideas of it, it just, and you know, the fact that we can't have a com- like a straight answer to this question kind of goes to show how complicated it really is. I agree. It is a complicated thing once you start thinking about it a little bit more. It's fun too. Do you think it's important that it is complicated? Do you think like there's value in it being not being as straightforward as everybody wants it to be? Because I was looking at this show on Netflix. I don't know, like it popped out at me. I clicked on it. Didn't watch for too long, but they solved love by the brain chemistry that you had and commercialized it so that if you went on to their, uh, I guess like signed up for their service, they would match you up with somebody who you'd 100% be in love with based on your genes or your brain chemistry or something, something like that. And when it was fixed like that, once it was understood to such a degree that they could do that, do you think that took the value away from love or do you think it Um, made it more? There's obviously, there's tangible things that come with it. You know, brain chemistry, um, likes and dislikes, all, all of that stuff. They're all tangible things. But the intangibles that you can't put data, you can't like... um you know, measure it, which is literally what intangible means. Those intangible things, that is what fills up most of the heart and soul of love. You know, it's it's kind of like the same way. You can't teach artificial intelligence. You can't teach artificial intelligence how to love or how to be in love. But it's because those that part of love that you have to teach that thing, they're intangibles. You can't program that part in, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's my I answer. That. What do you think? What do you think? The show is called One, by the way. If you guys want to check it out, I thought it was kind of cheesy, so I stopped watching it. To be honest, <laughs> it looks it looks good. I'm just looking yeah. at the description and stuff. But yeah, I like. Oh it. wait, is this a reality show? Is it? What is this? Is it? I'm, <laughs> I'm asking you. What? No, no, no. <laughs> I, it? I think it's like filmed. Uh, oh, like it's TV filmed. Okay. Show TV show. Hold up. <laughs> it's it's called now The I'm One, interested. right? Not one, yeah, the one, the one. I agree with you. Mm. When love it, when 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 things are turbulent and imperfect, that's when love can shine. I think because it's this force, it's this just general direction that people tend to go to, which allows a situation to level out and to come to its best conclusion. Like in a fe- it's a feeling I think that you can feel in a TV show when everything just comes together. Like in Shakespeare, it's just the marriage at the end. I think that embodies it pretty well and everything is resolved. All the all the loose ends are tied up. And I think it just comes from humans really wanting there to be peace and for there to be this just good feeling which we can only sum up to be this word that none of us know what it means, I think, but it's it's love. It's like it's just it's just that good thing, right? And yeah, I agree with you. Like it only comes about when I think there's problems to be solved, 
when it's turbulent when it's when everything is shitty but you know that there's that thing there's this goal of love that you want to end with so the question is whether or not that that rests in ephemerality or yes perpetuity that's what i want that is exactly what i was going to get into now you said the word imperfect turbulent all those things um those things arise when things are ephemeral right those things arise when those things are when when the things that you have is ephemeral if we go back to the rose analogy when the rose is wilting when it's dying it's it, that that's a epitome of it being a turbulent imperfect right when it's the rose is dying that's when you nurture it more with love more and more love right and if if the thing if the rose was perfect perfect on its own you didn't have to nurture it you could be part of that rose's that rose's life and not really have to do anything because it will last forever the word turbulent and imperfect lies within ephemerality and not perpetuity i think i'd get a nice feeling if the rose just lasted forever though no like if i just looked at it and it was just a rose there and it was it just looked fragile but you could see it and it just never didn't look fragile and dead <laughs> i think <laughs> i don't know i think that would be a nice like art for example art does it lose its meaning because it's there and it just never goes away like people still go to the mona lisa to check it out and it doesn't feel like it's not going away yeah I mean, but like look look at how they preserve it look how they like make sure that it doesn't go away they preserve it in a such a way like you can't you have to stand six feet away from it before covid pre-covid <laughs> pre-covid <laughs> you have to stand six feet away from it um because they were afraid that this thing's going to you know it's going to disappear eventually like the stuff that's on it you have to preserve it in a way so that it lasts longer it won't last forever but it will last a lot longer you know and that's why people from around the world come and see it is because if I don't see it, like art lovers, if I don't see it today, it could not be there tomorrow, you know? So I might as well come see it today. And, you know, the exact same thing with love. If, if you, would you rather buy a plastic rose or a real rose? If you buy a plastic rose, it's there forever. So you can go to it whenever you feel like it, pretty much. Yeah. But with a real rose, you have to, you know, have to nurture it. And yeah, I'll, I'll admit, like, um, buying a plastic rose it's really nice it fits in with the, any environment you don't have to do anything to it um you can just sit and stare at it but uh i don't think and you can love that rose definitely but um i don't know i think there's just a deeper love in there when it's going to die that's fair like i'm thinking in terms of uh i guess the care that people put into ideas they believe are important like the mona lisa i guess the idea of beauty and how people go out of their way to try and make it as uh, perpetual as possible. It leads people to be motivated in order to preserve it. I think that's important too. And motivation, I think, has its role in love because you always need to be doing something in order to keep it keep it alive. Oh, right. Um, so does it exist maybe? does So my... my Another thing to add to why I think love exists in perpetuity is does it exist because we try and make love as perpetual as possible? Mm. Like we want it to last. So then that's why love exists. 
maybe it's not maybe it's like the chicken or the egg that kind of conversation whereas what comes first where you think that ephemerality is the reason that love exists because nothing lasts forever and you have to cherish and you have to act because things are ephemeral i think that before that the ideas that people have are so important that they try their best to make them perpetual and because of that people flock towards these amazing ideas that people have held on to for a long time because of their importance because then they want to see if it lasts as long as people are trying to make it last for maybe you know what i mean yeah does that make any sense like yeah uh okay so so let's take the mona lisa for for example people think the idea of beauty is important people think that it should be fought for and there's love involved in that because of all the feelings that come about to preserve this idea of beauty now so then love exists because people want to preserve this idea and then what's secondary to the to that is people coming along and thinking that uh look at the look at the care and look at the uh look at the lengths that people have gone to for preserving this idea and look at the love and care they put into making sure that this idea doesn't go away uh, we got to see it. Yeah, yeah. And that might be because they think it won't maybe last forever. But before that, people wanted it to last forever. I think that love exists in perpetuity because it comes first. I don't really would, would So the question that's been in my mind since, since um, you started talking about this idea of trying to preserve this thing and the more you talk, the more burning this question got in my mind because, you know, all these things you're saying, it made perfect sense. But the one question I have is, would you say that, and it, it's basically, it's questioning what you just said. It's basically, if I had asked you this question first, and then you started talking about all the stuff that you said, it would have made just as much sense. But I want to make a clearer picture now. Would you say that when there's effort involved that there's more love involved. Yes. Right. So in that sense, is there more love involved when something is going to die or if it's perpetual? Because I think there's effort needed. There's more effort needed when something is ephemeral. It's Mm. the same. It's the same thing as buying a plastic rose versus a real rose. Yeah, I guess that's true. There's, I think there is effort, though, in keeping something perpetual. Like, even though something yeah. may last forever, maybe there's that idea that you have to keep your mind trying to make this thing important. In, important. Trying to never forget about it. Oh. You know, mm. so maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe it doesn't, it, maybe it exists more in the mind rather than like ra- whether or not it lasts for a long time like or not. Like the thing itself, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah so I think, okay, yeah, that, okay. that, that that ties into like my house and everything and how, you know, it's not really the house. I could do without the house, <laughs> but <laughs> it's the idea, it's the idea, the ideas behind it and like uh, my childhood and growing up there and how important that is to me. And how maybe it's not going to go away that easily. But that's still love, though. It's not yeah. like I had to put any effort into it because it's just so strongly ingrained. Maybe it's not about... See, here here we go. Another thing for 
Okay. I like, okay. So here's my thought. Like what if it's just the time or the exposure to that thing? That's also a factor. Cause you're, cause you're with something for a short time. You don't really form any connections with it. Right. But what if you are with it for a long time and you spend effort around it? I don't know. The love builds because of your indirect exposure. It was just there. Maybe it just has value now because you were around it for so long. Uh, so maybe your environment has, has a point to play and maybe it's not really the effort that you put into something, but rather it just being there. Is that love? Because I, I can see that happening too. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I'm imagine, about too. Imagine, <laughs> I don't know, like like a brick, okay? Like the, the most mundane thing I can think of right now. A brick and it's just over your head. And it's just hovering there and you can't get it to go away because it's just this magical thing where you just have a brick over your head. It's just a brick, right? But eventually that brick is going to have some value <laughs> because it's just there all the time. <laughs> and yeah, it's that's been, true. been with you for such a long time. Is that love? Because you have feelings towards it. You don't know what those feelings are, but it definitely has a, like when you think about that brick, it's like, it's part of you. Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking. Like maybe it's that too. Maybe. So, it's the mm. fact that it's with you for perpetuity. Okay, <laughs> I, I'm I I'm seeing this. I'm I'm I'm, under, I'm understanding this completely. But let me pose this then: What if this brick has been in your life for twenty years now? You wake mm-hmm. up tomorrow and the brick is no longer there. <laughs> Good point. Good point. What uh. would, what would happen then? What would happen then? Would you want that brick back? So let's say you're like, you're praying to the gods, whatever God gave you that brick that only you can see, only you can see this brick. Okay. Only you okay. can see this brick. Um, and it, the brick is disappears, disappears when you wake up in the morning and you're praying and you're praying, can you please give it back? I want this brick back. The next day it comes back. Um, would you love that thing more now that you know it can disappear? It can just like disappear the next time you wake up oh man okay um i want to hear your answer to this but uh we should take a quick break let the sponsors say what they have to say okay Okay. yes um we'll be back right after this and we are back so francis my question to you let's get the ball rolling rolling here um do you think so you have this brick on you, on top of your head for your whole life, 20 years, until the next morning you wake up and that brick is totally gone. So you've, like we said, you love this brick. Before before it disappeared, you, you love this brick. You have these feelings attached to it now. It's been there for your whole life. It's seen everything that you've seen, experienced everything you experienced, felt the things that you felt. And it, in a sense, I mean, it's a brick, but like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But still um it disappears on you tomorrow morning and you're praying to the gods that gave it to you whatever god it was and that gave it gave it back to you the next morning from that point on would you say would you love that brick more than you did before i think yeah i think definitely the feelings would be there i was saying before the break that i actually was missing this this uh this brick <laughs> i was missing this brick even though we we never like <laughs> we were just talking about it i was already missing it for some reason i was thinking like oh Method my acting. god it's been with me since birth <laughs> this brick <laughs> and i lost it no uh yeah definitely i would have been sad that that brick was gone for sure 
Yeah. And it would have been so much stronger if it left out of nowhere and I got it back all of a sudden. Mm-hmm. But simply knowing that that brick can has potential to disappear again. Actually, I wouldn't say potential because potential means that you'd grow into it. But like it has the chance of it disappearing, disappearing again. Um, wouldn't you love every moment with that brick just a little bit more knowing that it will disappear or it can disappear? Yes. Yes. Okay. So I think um, that's my whole point with ephemerality. I think knowing that knowing that things will disappear on you eventually means that you can love each moment with those things a little bit more than knowing that it will stay there forever. Damn, that's that's kind of nice. There's a threshold though. I'm thinking that there's a threshold to that idea because even though there's potential for you to love this thing even more in, in the present. What do you say to the thought that maybe it kind of sucks that that thing isn't going to be there forever, especially if you love it like a lot, a lot. Yeah. I mean, I think that's part of the love then. Yeah, exactly. That's I think, what I was going to say. Yeah. I think it goes back to what I was saying. Like maybe the idea of it not being there forever has the potential to turn into a lesson for you or, or a realization that brings you way more love because it it's a greater understanding of what things are of the nature of everything around you that everything is ephemeral a point to perpetuity then i think is that even if those things are ephemeral and that can bring about a lot of sadness thinking of love as something that exists outside of something's existence if that makes any sense Mm -hmm. is more important like even though something won't exist forever doesn't mean that it that it loses any of its value within you because it's gone and maybe that's part of what love is as well maybe more so which is where my argument is coming from okay so do you think like what do you think is more important in that situation i think ephemerality definitely comes first because something has to has to have that ability to leave in order for you to realize that it's not in its ephemerality, but rather it's 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 impact on you that makes it important and then brings Ooh. about the love in this whole situation. Yeah, the impact on you during the time that it is in your life. Mm-hmm. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that you could hold on to that and that you could like use that whenever you feel sad about it maybe or when you want to fight for something. I think that's important too, like... I think it's it's important to know that in your brain, love is such a strong motivator because it makes that threshold for pain so much higher. Because the more you love things, <laughs> the more you love anything, uh, the more you can call upon those things in times of great stress and great, great pain and sorrow to increase your threshold, to take on more of life because of the things that you love. Oh, okay. Even if they're not there forever, I think, especially if they're not there forever, can make those things even stronger in your brain. Those love, those, those, yeah, those ideas of love way stronger in your brain if they're not there forever. Wow. So so it sounds like we're in agreement now? I think so. Okay. Yeah, I think so. Okay. Then, wow, okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, 
I just had to reason it out. You yeah. know what's funny? I always find a way. No, I always find a way to change my mind about something. If so, if it's some, if it's somebody else's opinion, I'm a very, I'm a, I'm a giant pushover for that reason. <laughs> like I always, I always try and see something from the other person's point of view, even more so than my own sometimes. So that's why I eventually get to um, an agreement with things. But I think it's true. No, I really do think it's true. The fact that something doesn't last forever can really sear the importance of that thing in your brain. Like, okay. like just from a, I guess, a scientific standpoint, that's one, how it would work. You point, <laughs> the one thing I'll admit, and it's not like, it's not that you don't have good points. Like all the points you're making are fantastic. And I, the, the one difference is that in this episode and in our suffering episode, I already started off agreeing with you. Like, I agreed that suffering, um, you can reach happiness by going through suffering. That, that, that's very possible. And I think that is one way to, of doing life. Um, and this one, I agree that love can exist in a perpetual world. And so, so I, it's, it's almost in a way that I had like an advantage because in, in both cases, it was more of me trying to convince you that my side is valid and for you, it was you disproving my side. So it's kind of like a disadvantage for your part, you know? Yeah, there's no disproving that, really. I think I think in ephemerality, there exists way more potential for things to to find their value and importance in your life. Mm-hmm. When things are gone, especially if things have been there for a long time beforehand, when they when they leave all of a sudden, I think... I think that allows you to reflect. It really allows you to reflect. And I think that's maybe where love starts out. Because, you know, in our lives, things come at you like like a hundred miles an hour. And you don't, you, you can't really stop and think about a lot of things and really appreciate or be thankful or grateful for what you have, maybe. Um, but when things are gone, you realize what has happened. Then you stop for a bit. Mm-hmm. And I think maybe that's where this comes in because once you stop and you start thinking about the real value that things have in your life when they're gone then ephemerality has its you know spreads its wings man <laughs> it spreads this its is wings. where this <laughs> this is where it is like yeah it makes you realize some stuff yeah i think you just realize that you wanted that thing to last longer and it brings about all of these feelings that uh that encapsulate love because it's just so complicated but okay here's the question then okay <laughs> Uh, I don't know, just staying on the topic, knowing what we know now, how would you, in the view, or I guess in the lens of love, justify people that could live forever? <laughs> justify people that can live forever? Like, uh, are, are you talking like um, Upload? Have you seen, you've seen Upload? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like, like that sense? Maybe the good place without that portal. <laughs> oh yeah see that's the thing in good place they, yeah, they, yeah. they knew they were staying there forever you know what i mean yeah <laughs> so that sucks. like yeah. they didn't really love the situation that they were in even though it was perfect like it was built perfect for whatever they wanted it to be um but the fact that shiloh what the heck hold on shiloh's going crazy right now what um but the fact that they know now that they don't have to be there forever 
um, they started loving the good place a lot more. So people who can live forever or just choose to live forever, I I wrote a paper, I wrote an ethics paper about this topic or this topic was part of it. And I think that it's, it's, it'll suck. I think it'll suck. Your value of life, the way you see life will be very, very different. You know, um, your, your desires will change. And it's, it's not that the desires itself will change. It's more of the timeline. Because then at that point, it's like, I want to go see the world. And that's it. But when you know you will die, it's, I want to see the world before it's too late. So... I think that's that will change people. That's interesting. What do you think? Do you think the, do you think it'll change people at all? Everything would be under that lens. Live forever, maybe as in they're not invincible too. They'd be probably pretty. Okay, okay. I'll I'll, I'll try and answer the question if there's love there or not. Maybe I think people would try it all, especially if they could live forever. There's this there's this idea of invinci- of invincibility and endless living that kind of allows you to be sort of reckless. But I guess not in the sense that it kills you, but re- rather in the sense that if I had infinite time, what would I be doing now? Exactly. <laughs> Your brain is only capable of so much. So maybe the idea would be to try and make it the best it could be. And what does that entail? I think that entails a degree of always being on edge or maybe there being something to to work towards every single day and to attain that in a infinite timeline I don't know if it's I don't know if it's possible unless you're trying to take on the big questions. Yeah, so maybe become a physicist is my my advice. <laughs> so maybe there is love. Yeah, maybe there is love in that. Cuz they have a fun time just thinking about stuff. I hear that they're very like mathematicians and uh, theoretical physicists are very satisfied in life. (laughs) So, you know, maybe that's, maybe that's a path that you could go on if you had infinite time and definitely recommend it. But um, (laughs) do you disagree? Cause I think that, I think that's love. I think that's love. I definitely think that is love. You know, that's uh that is love, but eventually there comes a point where the world has solved everything. You know, philosophers have the answers and physicists have the answers. They understand gravity completely. They understand quantum mechanics. They understand the, all everything, right? They understand how to do all these things now and they've done it all. And at that point, then they can be able to like live forever, right? What else is there to do? Like, do you think there's going to be more problems going to come up after they've solved everything? Would they love the life that they're living in more because they have solved everything? Or do you think they're, a part of them would hate it a little bit more because they've solved everything? Therein lies the good place problem. Yeah. I don't know. It's, yeah. I, um, and the one thing about good place, and they, uh, I'm just realizing this now, but when things when things are really really good good nature has a funny way of balancing the stuff balancing balancing the universe again yeah i don't know balancing the good and evil again when there's really good things happening there's going to be really bad things happening just as much 
I'm thinking now that maybe the only value of thinking that love exists in perpetuity is when things are ephemeral because you need the idea of love being perpetual to really hang on to the things that allow you to feel love the most. Cause like, I think, I think, yeah. So I'll just say like whatever I said again, like love, the idea of it being perpetual, like the only value now that I could see in that is when things are ephemeral because when love exists in perpetuity, that idea allows you to hang on to the things that give you the most love. I said it before, I said it better the first time. <laughs> because, because, yeah, because when things don't last long, you want to you wanna get the most value out of, you want to get the most value out of the things that give you the most love. So I think we just slapped the sticker of love, this idea onto the things that we like the most, that give us the most love. Mm, because it's good yeah and that exists only because things don't last forever so we have to put our put our sticker on the things that give us the most love now yeah okay i i agree with that yeah so maybe the 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 whole idea of love doesn't exist when things are in perpetuity do you agree with that maybe well wait because that's a it's like a totally different like i'm wait i think i'm going away from wait wait did you just say you said thing love doesn't exist when there's perpetuity is that what you said yeah do you think love doesn't exist i in a world where there's perpetuity i think love exists in a world of perpetuity i definitely think so um i i I do i think so but it's just but it's going to be a different kind of love it's a kind of love that we haven't experienced that kind of love just because the world itself is ephemeral so like we don't really know what that's like um other than i guess the one the parallel is plastic rose right that's the only one thing like you could still love that plastic rose but it's not the same as loving something that will die so i still think love will exist it's just not as good or meaning meaningful yeah I'm lost. I think I fried myself right now. Uh, yeah, 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 hundred yeah, percent. Yes. <laughs> it's like saying, it's like what I said before, like when you had a part to play in how things turned out to reach this state of perpetuity, like nothing would change after that. Just to say that you had a part to play in it, I think could really make you feel good and have that internal love exists. So I think, yeah, it does. It does exist in perpetuity in that sense, in that weird sense of mine. Do you have any other questions though for the people? For the people? We usually have something. Some interesting questions. Like interesting the, the only question that I still have, even though we've had this conversation about love, is knowing the difference between being in love versus love. That's the only question I have and I don't have an answer, so I can't really... <laughs> Like, my only answer to that is I've never been in love, so I don't really know what it is. But, yeah, that's... You've never been in love. I've never been in love. I thought I thought what? I could be... I always thought, like, I could be in love with this person. I, like, I see potential that I would be in love with this person, but I've never been, like, in love with a person. I love Whoa. my dog and my parents. I love my brother, my family. 
Like I love all of them, but I'm not in love with all of them. I am looking forward to seeing this once this actually happens. I want to see the Vincent <laughs> in love seal of approval. And uh, I want to see it in all its glory one day. Uh, me too. I, I, I'd love to see that one day. Hopefully it happens. <laughs> <laughs> I have a question. What would you do if you knew you could live, not for forever, but for another hundred years? I already believe that we'll be living in a world where people live up to 150, like an average. I already believe that in the future. I think we're in that time right now. I've, I've read, but you might call me crazy. I have read scholarly articles, scholarly oh, articles about shit. this shit. So that's why I've read like eight of them for like a paper. And I genuinely believe that it's, it's happening right now. An additional, like, so we live to 150 years. Okay, then my I reformulate. My question now is, you don't know how long you're going to live, right? You right. could live to 80, 150 possibly. Right. But if you could live for another 100 more mm -hmm. on top of that, what would you be doing now? Right now? Knowing that I'm going to live up to 150, I would breathe a lot more. I would... Okay. <laughs> I wouldn't rush. I wouldn't rush um, anything I'm doing, to be honest. If I knew I was living to 150, I haven't even hit 33% of that yet. So I, would, I, would, um, I wouldn't rush a lot of things. Um, for example, I probably, if I knew I would, for sure I was living to 150, I think once I graduate, I think I'd take a longer break before I get into like working force. Um, you know, if I had my own choice, if I, if it was under my own situation, like my own freedom, you know, what would you do? Like, would you would you live your life right now differently? I think so. I think I I think um I've been burning the candle too fast. Yeah. Too many wicks at one time. Yeah. Uh, right now, knowing that I had time, I just watch all the movies that I've wa I'd want to watch. <laughs> yeah. I have that lazy thing. Because eventually I know that I'll come around and then be motivated for something really, really special. All right, everybody. So we talked about a lot of things today. Uh, today we talked about love. Does it exist in ephemerality or perpetuity? That's a tough question. And we talked about like a lot of things surrounding that. Vincent brought up some excellent points trying to prove to me that in ephemerality, love does exists but not only does it exist but it becomes more valuable when you see it in an ephemeral light rather than a perpetual light we talked about how we talked about art we talked about the mona lisa i don't know why that's that's what <laughs> came to mind right away we talked about the mona lisa and how people people go to it because they want to look at it being there for a short time on this earth possibly there being like a six feet that you have to stand away from the painting. Uh, there's a lot there, actually. A lot there from both sides, perpetuity or ephemerality. Yeah, so, for sure. Yeah, think about that. That's an interesting topic. Also, a brick. We talked about a brick. Uh, <laughs> so if you had this brick on top of your head and it was there since your birth and it never went away and then all of a sudden it did, <laughs> would you feel that you missed that brick? No, it was it was more like would you would you love that brick more when it came back? Mm, okay. 
Oh yeah, okay. W yeah, would you love the brick more if somehow that brick came back after it left you all of a sudden? And there we explored ideas of whether or not it was time that was the that was the important factor behind loving something. Uh, I guess that was how I brought it up, but I think it just became a more a more an idea of you know if it was lost the value that the value that comes from realizing that you missed something and when it came back to you you just had that much more attachment to it mm -hmm. okay so we talked about that and that's all i remember to be honest Vinny, do, you, <laughs> do you remember anything else um what what else was it i uh no i mean you I pretty much hit it on the head yes everybody so that was the episode of yeah. love yeah, um, like Francis said, we encourage you guys to think about it. Our social medias are in the description of the of this episode and every other episode that we've made. So please go check it out. Uh, we love commenting. We love le reading your comments, your DMs that you've sent us. We love reading all of that. Uh, so we encourage you guys to think with us. And um, yeah, so um, thank you for vibing with us on Late Night Chill Vibes. I'm your host, Vincent. And I'm your host, Francis. And thank you guys so much for listening. We'll see you guys all next week for our final episode of the season next week. What? Yeah. So, yes. uh, yeah, be, uh, stay tuned for that. We love you all. We love you all. <laughs> <laughs>